So we arrive at Pentecost Sunday, 50 days after the Lord rose from the dead on Easter Sunday. On the day of Pentecost, when the seven weeks of Easter had come to an end, Christ's Passover is fulfilled in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Christ the Lord sends the Holy Spirit, who comes as a divine person, whose presence is clearly seen in its powerful effects, fire, wind, and the gift of tongues. The Church was made evident to the world on the day of Pentecost by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So we could say that Pentecost closes the era when Christ was visible in the world and it begins the age of the Church, when the Church becomes Christ in the world, particularly so in the sacred liturgy and the sacraments, until Christ comes again. On several occasions Christ promised the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. He fulfilled his promise on Easter Sunday and then fulfilled it more strikingly at Pentecost. Today it is worthwhile to remind ourselves about the Sacrament of Confirmation, which perpetuates in the Church the grace of Pentecost. So firstly, why the Sacrament of Confirmation? Well, the short answer is Christ wanted it this way. If he wanted only some to receive the Holy Spirit, he would not have sent the Spirit upon the Apostles, upon Our Lady and the other disciples at Pentecost. Neither would he have allowed 3,000 to be baptised and receive the Spirit on that same day, nor the others we read of further on in the Acts of the Apostles. Next, confirmation completes the initiation into the Church which is begun at baptism, and confirmation makes us spiritually adult by means of a permanent seal or mark on our souls. This is an an indelible mark or character that can never be removed. And this is why confirmation is only received once in a lifetime. The term spiritually adult needs to be understood well. The age of the body does not correspond with the age of the soul. So those who have not reached the maturity of physical adult, that is, a 12-year-old, are capable of spiritual adulthood, particularly when it comes to proclaiming the gospel and defending the faith against opposition. We have only to recall the many children and teenagers who have been martyrs throughout the centuries and who have died for the faith. Confirmation equips us to live the Catholic faith in the world and helps us to attain salvation for ourselves and for others. The next question we can ask is, how does it do this? 
Because it is the divine person of the Holy Spirit who comes to abide within us more perfectly at baptism, then the Spirit draws us closer to the Father and to the Son, the other persons of the Blessed Trinity. So confirmation increases and deepens the sanctifying grace first given to us at baptism. It takes us more deeply into our relationship with God the Father. It unites us more firmly to Christ. It binds us more perfectly to the Church. And it gives us special grace to spread and defend the faith by work and action as true witnesses of Christ, to confess the name of Christ boldly and never to be ashamed of the cross. We speak of seven gifts that the Holy Spirit brings to the one who is confirmed. Three of them are gifts for seeing or perceiving in personal union with God. And these are wisdom, understanding and knowledge. Wisdom is an illumination of the mind towards divine things. Understanding helps us to see the truth. Knowledge helps us to see created things in their right relation or position to God. The other four of them are gifts for acting in personal union with God. And these are counsel, fortitude, piety and fear of the Lord. Counsel shows us what we must do. Fortitude gives us the strength to do what is right. Piety helps us to be respectful towards God and holy things. Fear of the Lord is a holy fear of offending God. Confirmation is received when the bishop prays over us to invoke the Holy Spirit and then anoints us with sacred chrism. Unlike baptism, it is not necessary for salvation, but like the sacrament of penance, to overlook it or ignore it and not receive it would be to give offence to Christ, who gave us this help towards salvation. On this day, on Pentecost Sunday, I encourage you to pray to the Holy Spirit and ask him that the gifts given to you at your confirmation may be stirred up in you now. But don't just do that once a year. Pray to the Holy Spirit regularly. For example, when you have to make a difficult decision, pray that the Spirit gives you the strengthening through the gift of the counsel to make that right decision. When you have to defend the faith or speak up for it, Ask the Spirit for the gift of fortitude. The Holy Spirit abides with us. That means he will never leave us. And he wants us to be true and good soldiers of Christ in this, the church militant on earth, so that one day we will be among the church triumphant in heaven. So our prayer today can be, come, O Holy Spirit, come. 
And as I finish, I'd like to read for you, and maybe if you wish to come back and listen and pray along with me, the prayer for the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. I've included the text of this in the notes of this podcast, if you'd like to copy them and print them out for yourself. These come from the wonderful Catholic app, I Pieta. But a Google search or on some other search engine will easily find this prayer or a very similar one, the prayer for the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. O Lord Jesus Christ, who before ascending into heaven did promise to send the Holy Ghost to finish your work in the souls of your apostles and disciples, deign to grant the same Holy Spirit to me, that he may perfect in my soul the work of your grace and your love. Grant me the spirit of wisdom, that I may despise the perishable things of this world and aspire only after the things that are eternal. The spirit of understanding, to enlighten my mind with the light of your divine truth. The spirit of counsel, that I may ever choose the surest way of pleasing God and gaining heaven. The spirit of fortitude, that I may bear my cross with you, and that I may overcome with courage all the obstacles that oppose my salvation. The spirit of knowledge, that I may know God and know myself and grow perfect in the science of the saints. The spirit of piety, that I may find the service of God sweet and amiable. The spirit of fear, that I may be filled with a loving reverence towards God and may dread in any way to displease him. Mark me, dear Lord, with the sign of your true disciples and animate me in all things with your Holy Spirit. Amen.